Sokala Duma Radio. With the season over and the transfer window picking up steam, we decided to bring you a bit of a preview to the silly season. In this transfer special, we take a look at some of the biggest potential transfers in South Africa and abroad, with special guest appearances from Sokoloduma journalists and editors. We also get you excited ahead of the 2018 FIFA World Cup by looking at some of the favourites as well as the dark horses at the tournament. Enjoy the show. Sokoloduma Radio. Hi everyone, it's Eddie Martinuzzi, one of the editors at Sokoloduma. Um, with me is Masebe Kina. We're discussing the transfer market today. Um, all the happenings that will be happening in the PSL in the upcoming window. Well, it's already started happening. Sebi? Yeah, the, the the transfer window is in full swing. Yeah, uh, clubs are already starting to strengthen, you know. Um, it's been a difficult season in the 2017-2018 season. Um, there's a lot happening. Masebe, it's always a great time of the, of the year um, during the transfer window. The readers love it, the fans love it. Um, teams are looking to reinforce. Like you said, they don't want to find themselves in relegation. We, we both know that this time of the year, the fans are, they want to know what's happening at the clubs. Balsary reinforcing, players are going, players are coming, there's talk, there's speculation, um, there's negotiations behind the scenes that no one knows about. Um, that's where we get involved and we, we dig into the, into the stories. Yeah. Um, the Sega Moza, what's going on behind the scenes, the gossip in the, in the fraternity. Um, yeah. Based on, on this week's edition of Sokola Duma, there was a comparison uh, between Chiefs and Sundowns, pointing out the differences, the strengths and weaknesses in the different departments, yeah. defensively, midfield and in the striking department. Um, based on that uh, and the links with all the, the various clubs, what do you think, where do you think Chiefs should reinforce? Yeah, from what I have seen uh, in the 2017-2018 season, uh, we all know by now that uh, Chiefs have uh, didn't win anything. Uh, it was their third season in a row uh, without winning, which led to uh, coach Steve Combella losing his job. I think they should start with, with, with the defence, um, um, especially um, with um, uh, all the rumours that... Uh, they could be without uh, their most experienced left back, uh, Tsepo Masilela. Uh, we hear that is leaving the club. That is yet to be confirmed, though, and uh, by the club themselves. And um, also, Sibusiso Kumalo, uh, we hear is also leaving the club. Um, I think, I mean, we know that uh, we have been reporting on this. Uh, they, 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 they are linked with uh, Ask Cape Town's Mosalibusa, one of the players. Uh, we know we all know that he's a very good left back, has proven himself at Ajax. And Sifiso uh, Sandi at Vets, um, we, we, we have been told reliable by our sources, um, uh, both at the club and close to the club, that um, he is in on his last uh, year of his contract and uh, he is uh, willing to listen to offers. So that's one department that they need to strengthen on. Masibi, you got a good point there. And looking at uh, in this week's feature, um, Sundowns are ranked better statistically than Kaiser Chiefs at the left back position. Um, interesting what you say, both uh, Lebusa and Clanti uh, on the last year of their respective contracts. Ike's um, in a bit of a predicament with this whole uh, relegation battle they, they're looking to, to fight legally. Um, chances are, if they are in the NFT next season, they will sell Lebusa. I don't know if you recall, um, we broke the news towards the end of last year that 
he would be leaving irrelevant um, of the relegation or not, with a purported five million rand transfer price on his on his uh, sig- on his uh, signature. Um, with Clanty and Labusa, they're both two great options. They're both in the last year. It may come down to the clubs if they want to sell and at what price. So, you know, on that point, I'm going to jump right into it. Andila Jolly, probably the biggest talking point in this current transfer window. Um, what we do know through our CS sources, we've been calling off the hook, um, speaking to everyone involved. We do know that Sundowns are leading the race. We do know that uh, Pirates aren't completely out of its all. They seem to be uh, outsiders at this point in time. We do know that Chiefs are still in the race. Um, we are aware that we reported revealed a few months ago that uh, Chiefs and Sundowns had both offered uh, the players' camp um, lucrative deals. What we do know is that they were negotiating behind the scenes, as they would. Uh, he would be a marquee signing for for Chiefs. The fans would would, would, would appease the fans. Uh, I'm happy you are talking about appeasing the fans because uh, at the moment, uh, right now, um, that's what Chiefs should focus on. I mean, uh, Mr. Bobby Mutawong and his management team, they should aim to um, do everything to. To, to 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 win uh, back the, uh, the 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 trust of the fans because um, uh, we have seen um, uh, towards the end of the season that Chiefs I mean uh, fans <laughs> were really really showing their 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 um, um, other side towards the management I mean if there's there, there's a player that Chiefs should break the bank for it's Andy Lejali rightfully like you said um very experienced box-to-box midfielder in the country fresh from coming back uh, from overseas um i mean he needs to to show uh, south africans that he still got it i mean um that's the player they need we all know that uh, south african football fans love andela jali a lot uh, it would do them a lot of good uh, to do everything to sign Andile Chali. Good point, Masibi. If that does happen, um, with the link with uh, Maloleka going to, to Sundance, or at least once by Sundance, they could open the door for that, that the transfer. Um, it was reported in this week's edition of Soccer Laduma. Um, could, there's two reasons I'm looking into here with, with George. Great player, and he adds a lot of fight in the middle of the park. Second reason is George Lubesi and George Maloleka have a good understanding both on and off the field. Could it be a way to bring out the best in both Georges, combining at Sundowns? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what they need. Maybe that's how the uh, uh, coach Pizzo Musumani is looking at it. Change is good for all footballers. You need to to be uh, challenged and uh, you need to change your environment. You become uh, complacent often in the same environment. Change is very important. You see it around the world. There's constant moving between clubs. Um, and talking about that, Percy Tower. Uh, Phenomenal player, he's exciting, he's, wow. he's a yeah, wonderful yeah. talent. Um, yeah. There's talk of him going overseas. Um, Percy Tau, like uh, we mentioned with other players, in his last year's contract coming up now. Um, there's links all over the world, really, um, in the major leagues in the world. And Coach Pizzo Mussolini has indicated that he believes he should be playing at a high level in Europe. Um, and no one's, no one's arguing that. Um, is it time for him to go now? And the big question from our perspective is what? Downs went out of it. We know that Downs have got the financial muscle to hold on to the player and wait for their price. Um, and they want they want big money for 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 he, yeah. you know, If you look at world players all over the place, the big players they they can sell for big money. Um, could Downs' price take scare off potential suitors? We have to admit that 
Percy doesn't prove himself on a world stage yet. And uh, the pizza isn't in the, the limelight of, of uh, the big clubs in Europe. Um, so my question is, will a big price tag scare guys off? We do know he's got the talent. Can the talent and the price tag match to for him to move on? Wow, he's a phenomenal player. Um, you, uh, um, regarding uh, Pesidao and a possible uh, move uh, to a club overseas, I'm happy that uh, he's got the blessings of, of Coach Pizzo Masamane. has said it before that um, he would be very happy for him if he gets a very uh, good deal uh, overseas. Um, uh, from that regard, I don't think um, Sundowns will do anything to try and price him out of uh, uh, out of the market uh, with an intention of maybe blocking a move for him. I mean, um, he's done all he, he had to do for, 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 for the team. I'm not saying that they don't need him now. They still need him. But if uh, a very good offer comes, I think they, 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 they should consider. I think that's what they that's what is on their minds right now, that um, if a good offer does come, um, uh, the president of, of Mamelodi Sundowns, uh, Mr. Patrice Mozep, uh, we will we, we listen uh, and uh, maybe um, work something out for, for, for the young man to go and uh, 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 further his career abroad. So on that note, we revealed recently that they're looking at around 50 million rand for, for his signature. Overpriced or fair price? Um, difficult to say, Eddie, but I would say it would... Um, depend on the club that's um, um, serious about about signing him uh, obviously a small club from uh, uh, um, um, Scandinavian country um, that would be too much uh, uh, but uh, for any other club that's very ambitious and uh, is uh, seeing Percy uh, as, as, as an investment uh, I think that that would be a fair price talking about fair prices and the money in the game comma billiards um, Sundowns are at risk of losing possibly, arguably, the best player in the PSL, along with Percy Taub, give or take. Um, he was he was a buy clause in his contract um, of over 30 million rand. Um, they could lose him on a free now. As we revealed recently, Downs have tabled the new recent offer, a big money offer. Um, of over over five million per annum, um, with all the bonuses and everything included. Common bullet. Does he chase the money now, or does he move? Downs are in a predicament where they could lose him on a free, or they could up the ante and offer even more. What what is Sundance, What should the Sundowns do, and what should the player do? Um, Kama Bilat, um has done everything he had to do at Sundowns. He has to move now. I mean, uh, we are talking about a very talented player here. Uh, he's done everything. Um, I remember last season when he, he, he won those awards um, um, at the PSL football of the season and all that. Um, I mean, um, what else? What else really? Uh, Champions League has won. Uh, no, it's high time now. Uh, we must remember that he's not getting any younger. Um, he has to, if he has to um, realize his dream of playing uh, in Europe, uh, it has to be uh, now, uh, n- n- nothing else. Sibs, uh, we know everyone in Wolf, in Wolf Football has got a price. Let's see what Karma's price is if he stays or goes. Um, having covered 
the aspects of who's could come in, who go could go from uh, between Chiefs and Sundance. Very interesting. Let's look in, in a nutshell um, at the, the, the transfers that could happen this window. Uh, we've discussed Billiard, Tao, uh, we've discussed Jordan Oleka. Pirates have been active, nothing official yet, but they've been very active in the market. Um, do you want to run through the, the transfers that are happening at Pirates? Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Um, um, well, Pirates, yeah, they, they've been very busy, although they are yet to 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 announce um, all the players officially. Uh, we know that uh, Kuda Kwashi Mahachi, a very exciting player, uh, arrived in the country to play for Sundowns, has been playing for Golden Arrows on loan. Uh, they've signed him at Pirates. Uh, we expect to see him uh, playing um, for Pirates next season. Um, and so uh, another player, uh, Paseka Marco, uh, did very well at Chipa. Uh, another product uh, of, 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 of Sundowns uh, youth teams. Uh, Abel Mabasso uh, has also is also joining uh, Orlando Pirates, uh, and so is Meshak Mash, uh, Mapangule, who did very well for Black Leopards in their promotion and uh, winning campaign. Uh, also linked with um, a lot of other top players uh, like um, outgoing Kaiser Chiefs goalkeeper Brilliant Kuzwayo and uh, Vincent Pule from 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 uh, as well, we know they are still very keen on him and uh, Lindam Damo from Chippewa United. That's interesting, and uh, my club and my caller also linked with an exit from Pirates. Uh, it seems that uh, there's going to be a, a few changes um, carrying on from last season. Opa left last season, uh, my caller, some of the old gods um, moving on, and new faces at, at Pirates and, and taking the team forward. Um, interesting time for, for the Buccaneers. Uh, true giant of, of SA football. Yeah, yeah, they are rebuilding under Misho and uh, his general team and uh, so far so good because um, they have been uh, recommended for, uh, they've been commended for, um, for, for for how the team played this past season. And seems with uh, Matlaba and Makola being linked to the next, they've been linked to, to Bidvis Bits in a possible swap deal with, uh, with Tyson. Um, we can expect a lot of changes at, at Bidvis Vits. Not the best of seasons. Um, after winning the season, they almost uh, they were in a relegation battle for a stage. Mm. Um, a number of players have been linked to the club already and we can expect changes. Yeah. Uh, for me, the biggest names there, outgoing, are uh, James Keane, who's joined Supersport United. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tyson, who's been linked heavily with uh, Pirates. Yeah. With Pirates. Mm. And obviously, Svito Clanti being linked to, to all of the big three. Yes, yes. Um, Supersport, another team uh, looking to to reshuffle somewhat after a disappointing season. Mm. There's some James Keane, some, some firepower up front. Um, what other changes can you expect at uh, Supersport, Marcelo? Uh, it's also what, um, yeah. Like uh, we 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 know that um, they uh, after a disappointing season they had um, some of the players have been told already that uh, their services will not be retained. Uh, players like um, former Kaiser Chiefs defender Tefoma Shamaite, um, um, expecting Gata also not to be there next season. Um, like we said in the paper this week, um, um, Anthony Lafo has been linked with a return to the club uh, from from sundowns so yeah um, those are some of the changes um yeah super sport well, seems to be an exciting transfer window it's just started it seems like we're in the full swing of it like you said um 
I'm very excited for the transfer window. So are the fans, the readers. The numbers on the sites are crazy. Guys are logging on all day. They want to know what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, there's no doubt that all the transfers are big. Andina Jolly's name pops to everyone's head. Yeah. As this Percy Tower, as this Karma Billiards, Berlin Kuzwari, the list goes on. Yeah. Um, it's exciting times for, for Mzanzi and for the football fans in the country. Oh yes, exciting times ahead. It's uh, exciting times ahead. Uh, can't wait to to see all the teams um, uh, joining Pirates and the cheaper in terms of uh, player movements because those clubs at the moment are, are some of the busy clubs uh, in terms of the transfers. What I can say is that it's going to be an exciting window and to our readers, uh, log on to Soccer Duma on a daily basis to check up for breaking news. The SEER crew is on top of it and will be investigating on a daily basis. Hi, my name is David Kappel. I'm the international editor for Soccer Duma and I'm joined in studio by my colleague Kurt Buckerfield. How's it, Kurt? Hi, David. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Let's talk some transfers, you know, Kurt. What are sort of the biggest talking points on the transfer window right now, internationally speaking? I think the biggest uh, talking point right now is, is definitely Cristiano Ronaldo's um, situation at Real Madrid. We heard that he's feeling unsettled, um, possibly because he hasn't been given an improved contract. Apparently the club um, promised him one this season. He didn't get it. Um, we all saw his reaction after the Champions League final. He kind of hinted that he's unhappy, unsettled, um, and it's since it's since come out, the, the, the story's kind of snowballed, um, and it seems legit. He really does seem unhappy at Real Madrid, and it seems a big possibility that he could leave the club in this transfer window. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Let's, let's talk some numbers here, because, you know, um, everybody's talking about the wages and everything, but not a lot of people actually know um, how much the, the player's earning. Um, so when we look at Ronaldo, he's currently on a basic salary of um, 21 million euros. Um, he wants to get close to where Neymar and Messi are. Um, Neymar is currently on 36 million, I believe, and Messi is earning 46 million. So that's more than double of what Ronaldo is <laughs> yeah. getting. Um, so you can understand his frustration because, I mean, they won four out of the last five Champions League titles. And uh, he's the main man. He was again the top scorer in the Champions League. But where could he actually go, you know, if he leaves Real Madrid? That's the thing. That's the big question. I think it would make sense for him um, to return to Manchester United. Or if Neymar is involved in the deal, if Real Madrid um, see Neymar as his replacement, the only other club I can see him then going to is PSG. But for me, that would be on Real Madrid's terms. And we all know Ronaldo is going to want to go where he wants to go, not have his future dictated to him. Um, so it's a tricky situation for me. What's, what's your take on that? I actually think um, the PSG option is the most likely because, um, you know, when you look at Ronaldo, everybody knows he's um, determined to win trophies, you know, Ballon d'Ors, individual awards. But also he's very close to the players that have won the most trophies in football right now. So mm. if he goes to PSG, yes. he can win four trophies every season there. Yeah. You know, the league title, the cup, the league cup, the super cup. And he can actually, if he plays there for four seasons, that's like 16 trophies yeah. that he can wrap up easily because there's hardly any competition. They have so much money. Yeah. And then he could retire as the player with most trophies. And I think that's something that he's looking out for. But let's um, talk a bit about Neymar. Do you think, uh, you know, he wanted to go to PSG because he wanted to be the main man there? Um, obviously, the Champions League is what they want to achieve. Do you think it's too early for him to leave or... Should he make the next step um, to round? Yeah, well, I mean, as soon as he left, as soon as he went to PSG, everybody was saying that this was kind of his gateway to get to Real Madrid. Uh, obviously, he didn't want to move directly from Barcelona, obviously Real Madrid's rivals. Um, so, who knows? For me, I think Neymar wants to go to Real Madrid. Um, 
We've seen all the reports coming out of Brazil and out of France, in Spain, and I think those reports are there for a reason. There has to be um, something to it. And I think Neymar sees himself at Real Madrid, whether that's this season or next, or this, this coming season or the following season, um, that remains to be seen. Yeah. Um, I also think, you know, with Neymar, everything that comes out of his camp, you know, points into the direction I want to go to Real Madrid. He is desperate for that move. Um, it would obviously be one of the biggest moves in, in transfer history yeah. because already his move to BSG was a world record move um, with 220 million euros. Um, when we look at, you know, Real Madrid, can they actually mount this massive package that they need to string together? I think they can because um, they haven't spent a lot recently. You know, this Galacticus philosophy is sort of um, Zidane has gone a bit quiet on it. Um, very yes. successfully, you know, worked with a team that was there with yes, the big and players. Yes, these youngsters through the academy, they were playing. Yes, the likes of Asensio yeah. and Vasquez, he's done very well. Um, but now looking, I think Perez, the president, who is, you know, the the father behind this Galacticos idea, yes, he's yeah, very keen um, on getting Neymar, also for, you know, um, marketing purposes, because if you buy Neymar, you basically buy the whole of Brazil. Yes. Um, and I think they would be able to mount the package. Um, it's rumored around 400 million, you know, um, <laughs> transfer fee of around Holy. 250. And then Neymar's wages over a four or five year contract. Plus, you know, you have to pay his agents a lot of money. But it's going to be interesting how it, how it turns out. But let's focus yeah. on another um, Real Madrid player. Um, you know, the star of the Champions League final with a man of a match performance, Gareth Bell. Um, what do you think of his situation? He also immediately after the final said he needs to talk to his agents because he needs to speak the weekend, yeah. uh, play week in and week out. Yeah, well, he spoke. He was very honest after the Champions League final. He said that he felt he deserved to start the game. Of course, he didn't, which frustrated him. Um, he responded on the field with that amazing bicycle kick. Yeah, um, goal. fantastic goal. So I don't know. We've seen Bale um, seem unsettled also in recent months. He was on the bench. There was times where he wouldn't even warm up with the other the other substitutes. He just showed a lot of frustration. Um, but the last two months or the last three months um, of the season, he was excellent at Real Madrid, um, which has also led to many believing that they'll keep Bale um, and maybe even rather let Ronaldo leave than Bale because Bale is a couple of years younger. Um, but for me, I think Bale maybe sees himself back in the Premier League. I think um, a return to England would be fantastic for him, especially after what he's achieved at Real Madrid and especially after that final too. No, I agree. I mean, what's more there to achieve for him? He's won, you know, the Champions League. That was his main reason why he wanted to go there. Um, I compare the situation a bit to James Rodriguez like a, a, a yes. year ago yes, yes. because he's a very, very talented player as well. And he's every time he played for Real Madrid, whether it's starting 11 or coming off the bench, he scored goals, he assisted goals. And that's what we have seen with Bale um, when he is fit. You yes. know, obviously his fitness struggles played a massive role in him not of getting more game time. Um, but I think um, a club like Manchester United would suit him. They have the money to buy him. Um, they need someone, in my opinion, on the on the right wing where he mm -hmm. can, you know, fill in perfectly. Um, they've struggled a bit for goals or in creativity, and he would fit perfectly there. What's your take? I think so too. And of course, I think it was at the start of this last season. Um, Real Madrid played Manchester United in that in that friendly. Yes. And Mourinho said, if Bale's keen to come to United, my door's open. So I think it's definitely on the cards. Um, Mourinho's spoken of his, ad well, his, his, his admiration for Bale before. So um, it makes perfect sense. And like you said, Manchester United are missing somebody on that right-hand side of attack. 
and Bale would uh, suit that role perfectly. Yeah, and so far they have invested in the defense. They brought in this youngster as a Valencia long-term replacement from Porto, Diego Dalot. And uh, they brought in Freight, you know, in midfield, who I think will unleash Pogba, you know, Freight and Martic will be like yeah. the holding midfielders and Pogba will move further forward where we've seen his best performances this season. Um, but let's also talk um, another club that has been very active in the transfer window already is Liverpool. Yes, they've been sensational. Um, you know, they signed Fabinho out of nowhere. You know, two days after losing the Champions League yeah. final, boom, he was there. Yeah. Um, was that sort of a surprise for you? Or, or? It, I think it took everybody by surprise. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Fabinho was heavily linked with um, PSG, with Manchester United, and then all of a sudden Liverpool... Um, just announced the signing like it was it took everybody by surprise and it was a fantastic piece of business I mean we've seen him in the Champions League for Monaco we've seen him in in the French League as well and he's he's a top player strangely he's not in the Brazil squad for the World Cup which in fact is even better for Liverpool because now he has you know this yeah he gets this his rest pre-season yeah. off he can rest properly and um, we'll see how, how he will do but I think he's a massive massive signing for them and a great replacement for Emre Can who is leaving on the pre-transfer most likely to Juventus yes um, but apart from Fabinho obviously now it seems like the next big name is already on the cards for Liverpool um, Fekir has been closely linked um, Kurt can you just bring us up to speed what's the situation around him right now well at the moment um, well yesterday last night uh, on, on Thursday it was reported that Fekir um, was set for a medical and it was very close but today we saw Leon release a statement say that the deal isn't close or it's not at least happening right yeah. now um, which has frustrated fans um, but there does seem to be a lot of um, speculation or reports coming from France and from England saying that the deal will is likely to be done still. Yeah. Um, just not right now, I suppose. No, if I can come in there, I think Lyon are one of the stock-listed sites like uh, Borussia Dortmund, for example. And, you know, for their investors, they need to sort of release these sort of statements to make sure everybody knows, okay, he's still in our books, he's still our yes, player yes. Um, r right now. Because obviously those big rumors of a player like him, I mean, he's been involved in over 40 goals for Lyon this season. He's yeah. been phenomenal. Um, to lose him would obviously um, have an impact on Lyon's stock um, price. Uh, I still believe it's going. It's very close. It's going to happen. It would be another phenomenal addition for the Liverpool side. And you know, just look at the three names that they have um, signed already. Then with Fakir, Fabinho, and Naby Keita as well. It's you basically know? a midfield overall. Yeah. I mean, those guys could possibly line up all in midfield with Fakir at ten, uh, Keita and Fabinho just a bit deeper. I and mean, the, great. The, the prices sound a lot, but if you look at it from that point of view, what they're basically just spending the money that they got from Barcelona for Coutinho. You know, one by one, um, it comes around yes. to the same amount. And I mean, that's just phenomenal I business. Think, I think if uh, in January you asked a Liverpool fan, would he take Fakir, Fabinho and Naby Keita um, for the money they're going to make of Coutinho I think every Liverpool fan would have taken that so phenomenal business no definitely alright guys that's a wrap from us uh, on the transfer window so far lots of exciting news are happening make sure you come on Sokola Dumas international section we've got all the breaking news covered for you and uh, make sure you listen to the podcast regularly because Kurt and I will appear here every now and then to bring you up to speed of what's happening um, Kurt you know after sharing your views on the transfer window um, there's obviously the World Cup is yes. very very close now um, 
you can feel a bit, you know, the fever is coming. Everybody's getting excited and there's lots of interest on our website, um, you know, about the World Cup squads and everything. Um, but if you look at, you know, the tournament schedule, who do you personally have down as favorites to go far in the tournament? I think we can't ignore um, Brazil, France, Germany, Spain. I think those teams will be, um, I mean, my prediction would be that they would be the last four of the mm. tournament, the semifinals. Um, and I can just see one of those teams winning. I mean, we we used to upsets. We see that every tournament. Um, but I'm not going to go make a prediction on an upset there because those teams are so strong. I just see those guys making it. Um, no, no I, com I completely agree. I actually did my World Cup draft yesterday with my prediction and everything. And strangely, or coincidentally, it's those four that make the semifinals for me. Um, you know, if you just look at Brazil, they were the first team to qualify. Um, Neymar is fit again. Um, he scored immediately after his three-month injury layoff. They just look a lot more compact, you know, a better team than they were in 2014 when they got hammered by Germany in the semifinal. Um, of course, Germany as the defending champions, you know, with the massive amount of talent they have at their disposal. I mean, the biggest talk talking points on our website was when Sana was left out yes, yeah, of course. Um, by Löw this week. They will be again there. And that shows the strength of the team, being able to leave out Leroy Sane. Yeah, I um, mean, it's crazy. It's I think he would make insane. 31 of the 32 World Cup squads. Absolutely. He would be a star man for every other team. <laughs> um, Spain similar, you know. Um, you just look at, at their squad and you don't know, you know what to do with all the quality. Like, who do you feel as the strongest 11? It's just, you can't you know, predict the starting 11, especially in midfield. I mean, the names that they have, it's, it's unfair. It's really unfair. It's crazy. And, um, you know, we... People might think, you know, they have done poorly at the 2014 World Cup. They've done poorly at the Euro. But if you look at this sort of new generation and the, the new coach, they seem to have jailed really nicely. They recently beat Argentina 6-1. They're unbeaten um, since the Euro tournament. Um, they have to be among the final four. I agree. And for me, what's key with Spain is um, Diego Costa finding some form for his country now. Because since then, since he's coming to the team under the new manager, uh, Spain have lift, looked a different beast. I mean, with, with Costa up front, uh, muscling defenders or bullying defenders, anything can happen. Um, and that's been a major improvement. At, at 2014, at, um, at the World Cup and at the Euros, um, they didn't seem as dominant up front. And Costa can, can change that. No, it's a very valid point. And then, you know, I just want to share an anecdote there with you guys. Um, Costa was not playing in the first six months of the season. Alvaro Morata left Real Madrid because he wanted to come off the bench and start for Chelsea. That was his main reason, yes. because he wanted to go to the World Cup. Yes. Now Costa, who hasn't played the first six months of the season, has overtaken <laughs> Morata in the ranking in Spain's squad. Yeah. So that just shows you, you know, how much value um, the coach sees him in as a striker, as yes. a differential. Yeah. Um, but we also can't forget about France. I think um, similar to Germany and Spain, if you look at the names in their squad, you know, Griezmann, Pogba, Kante, you name them, you know, uh, I think they have to go far as well. I agree and they have, you know, sometimes we look at teams like that with, with a bunch of big names and sometimes they don't gel, but they have enough individual talent um, to take them in the tournament, you know, an, an individual moment of brilliance from a Griezmann or a Pogba or a Kylian Mbappe, something can happen and that can be the difference. It's just their star names and you, you'd have to see them going far. No, 100%. And, you know, with, with these names um, as the favourites, I personally actually struggle to come up with some dark horses for this tournament. Um, I don't know how you, how you feel, if you have anybody in mind. 
Um, we discussed this. We discussed this earlier, but for me, um, it'll probably be Portugal, Belgium, and I'm gonna go with a like an outsider. I think everybody's written them off, but I'm gonna go with Argentina. Yeah. Uh, just because of my my allegiance with Lionel Messi, but I'd think Argentina. Um, if if Messi turns up, I mean we've seen them. They they lost Sergio Romero to injury. Manuel Lanzini's just been announced today that he will, he's out of the World Cup. Um, but if Messi comes and he performs, um, who knows what can happen? I'm, um, I'm hoping. It would be actually I'm quite emotional. It would, <laughs> it would be quite a surprise, you know, after being thumped six-one by Spain um, just yeah. a few months ahead of the World Cup, yeah. and then um, yeah. you know lifting the tournament. I personally think that they don't have enough. Um, if I look at the squad um, and compare them to the others that we mentioned, um, I don't think they have enough depth. You know, they look a bit like the, there's this famous image of a bodybuilder that goes around. You know, the bodybuilder top that has heavy, all yeah. the muscles up top, but his leg muscles are yeah. very, very thin. Yeah. And that's how I see Argentina. I mean, they left um, Mauro Icardi, the, the top scorer in Serie A, at home because they have so much quality up front. But when I look at the names in midfield and in defense, uh, I don't think it's going to be enough. I fully agree. I fully agree. <laughs> Which it hurts me to admit, but it, uh, I fully agree. Um, another team that could surprise um, for me is maybe Portugal. Um, you know, they won the Euro. That's why I always couldn't call them a dark horse. But um, they've done very well. They are not really convincingly playing, but getting the results they need. I think um, they... They drew all the games in the group stages, but they still ended up winning, yes. which shows, you know, they have this, you know, this winning um, gene. You know, they have Cristiano Ronaldo, who yeah, obviously is a serial winner. Yeah. Um, he was injured in the final, but then he stood on the sidelines and was almost acting as a coach. Yes. And um, in addition to him, they also have a very, very talented squad because they could also afford to leave players like um, Gomez, Semedo from Barcelona and um, Renato Sanchez. Nani was, was also left out, yeah. which was quite a surprise. I think since the Euros, actually, Portugal have improved. And I think there's a new generation of players there with Bernardo Silva, Gonzalo Guedes from uh, PSG. Yes, he's on, been phenomenal. Loan at Valencia. Um, they have such a good crop of players coming through. Bruno Fernandes from Sporting Lisbon. Um, a couple of players at Porto, William Cavalho. They've just got a very good team. Uh, William Cavallo, obviously, for uh, sporting, obviously. Um, but yeah, no, they've got, I think they've improved and um, who knows where, where that could take them. And um, before we wrap it up, let's just look, you know, at the African teams because, you know, on Sokola Duma, um, everybody's keen on how the African teams will perform with Bafana Bafana, unfortunately, once again, not being there. If you look at the five African teams, you know, Egypt, um, they obviously are carried by Mohamed Salah. Then you have Senegal, um, you have Nigeria, who seem to be very strong this, this time around, Tunisia and Morocco. And what's impressive with Morocco is I think a lot of people don't have them on their, on their cards, but they actually went unbeaten um, through the final um, African qualifiers. They didn't concede a single goal. They are unbeaten in 17 games under Herve Renard. You know, he was very closely linked with the Bafana Bafana job. Um, so I think they have the potential do, to do well. But my personal favorite um, to go the furthest among the African teams is Senegal. Um, we saw them in the Bafana Bafana group. Um, they have very, very, a very strong squad, you know, very physical players. Um, and obviously Sadio Mane is the standout name. Um, Senegal are in a tricky group with Colombia, Poland and Japan. But I think they have enough to make it through. But once they make it out of this group, 
they will likely face either Belgium or England. And that's when they need to show, you know, we are Africa, we can yes, yeah. go far. Because everybody in Africa, on our website, they all want to see an African team to go far. You know, everybody course, still yeah. remembers the heartbreak that Ghana experienced in 2010. Um, everybody still hates Luis Suarez for that handball. <laughs> yeah. um, but we hope this time... You know, it will change that one African team can go far. I don't know, Kurt, do you have any other team that you think can go far? Um, well, if we're looking just at the African teams, I'm going with Nigeria simply based on their awesome Nike kit that they released. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, um, that's a valid point. No, of course. And Senegal, like you said, I mean, Senegal have top players and all of their players, well, most of their players play, uh, you know, in, in Europe, um, in some of the biggest teams, with Mane, Shekuyate, West Ham. So they have a, a very, very strong team. Okay, Kurt, let's, let's wrap it up there. I think we all know that uh, Nigeria has already won the Kid World Cup. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who will win the actual tournament. Um, we hope for a lot of excitement, you know, no negative news, no hooliganism or racism. Again, make sure you come to our website, um, come into the international section. Uh, we have a specific World Cup section where you can find everything about the African teams. Kurt, I think we have an African watch. Yes. Yes, we do. And then we also have um, um, like a special focus on the Golden Boot contenders. Um, so make sure you come to our website and just enjoy the tournament and get into the World Cup fever. That's it for today's episode. Thanks to all of our guests from Sokoloduma for contributing, talking about the local and international transfers, as well as the World Cup. We hope you enjoyed the show and thanks again for listening. Sokala Duma Radio. Sokala Duma Radio.